Alright driver, make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time, bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Love that. Yes. Love that intro. This is uh, episode 64 of Bass Pro Shops. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Jake and I did not plan our matching hats, but uh, we're going to go with it. So uh, cheers to Bass Pro Shops. Cheers tonight. to that. Uh, you're probably wondering uh, where the other, what, third of the uh, the cast is tonight. Um, if you didn't know, it is his birthday today. So he is finishing up uh, with some dinner plans, and he will be on just as soon as he can. So you get... Uh, Jake and I for the first little bit of the show. With that, uh, without further ado, um, episode 64, A-Town Boogie. A lot of stuff to talk about from the NASCAR weekend um, at Atlanta, hence the name. Uh, but without further ado, I am Brandon Hall, host and creator of this year's podcast and the driver of the 3H uh, Outlaw Cart. And I will pass to this guy to my left, your right. All right. What's up, everybody? Jake Smith, uh, two-thirds of the shenanigans that go on every Tuesday night at 730. Uh, driver of the 89 GAM and uh, official new beer drinker. You know, I got new rid of my drinker. old uh, Mike's Harders and, you know, I got to gotta support the sponsors. So cheers to that and cheers to birthday boy that hopefully he'll be on here shortly. Yes, okay. I'm uh, drinking water tonight, but... Yes. Hey, hey, Brian, got the outlaw beer. I'm glad. How's it taste? Let me know. So cheers to everybody out there. Uh, and cheers to my brother, who's always late to his own birthday. So there we go. <laughs> He'll be late <laughs> to his own funeral. Exactly. Oh, all right. Before we uh, we got a, our full uh, segments, uh, cast of segments here for you tonight. Um, obviously, don't have a guest tonight. But uh, before we get into anything, we want to uh, give a special shout out to our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service and Frank's Radio Service of Colorado. Um, you guys have seen the ad. Um, you guys know about them. But if you're a first time viewer or have nothing or have no idea what's coming out of my mouth, um, if you or someone you know uh, is in the need for anything, radio equipment, uh, I'm talking headsets, I'm talking microphones, scanners, anything you need, helmets, uh, give the great guys and gals at Frank's Radio Service a call. Uh, we're not just saying that because they're a presenting partner, but like I said, I think it was last week, we are all customers. We have um, or had uh, equipment from Frank's Radio Service. So uh, go go get you hooked up. Um, they are they're awesome and, and race season is right around the corner. So you definitely don't want to be lacking in that department. So without further ado, we're going to run that uh, commercial for them. Thank you, Brian, Daryl and Frank for your support each and every single week. And then uh, Jake and I will lead us off with some uh, NASCAR uh, weekend recap. So here we go. That'll get you pumped up for some racing, right? If you or your team are missing the vital in-race communications that you have been longing for, or your radio sound like something from the 1960s, it's time you give our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service, a call. They offer radio and headset sales along with all of the accessories you will need to take that extra step to winning more races. The team at Frank's goes the extra lap to program your radios as well so you can focus on racing and spotting. 
Give your local Colorado dealers, Brian or Daryl, a call at 719-761-1413 or 720-545-5249 now to get started. Traveling out of town for a race? No problem. Franks has you covered from the West Coast to the Midwest. Also check them out at www.franksradio.com and on Facebook, Franks Radio Service Colorado. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. I don't know. It's ironic that I just noticed about that, and I'll let uh, Jake allude on that. But three of the uh, four cars, one's a game and two uh, super late models in that there commercial, have uh, something going on this weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. Got to support uh, old little sis here because she's the only merch that I have currently out of the <laughs> four drivers that are heading out this weekend to Kern County. So good luck to all of those uh, drivers heading out to Kern County, and uh, good luck to. Uh, I think Daryl is going out to spot not only Jace, but Holly. I know Nick Cooper's going. I think Darren Robertson's going. So good luck to all of them. And then uh, our good buddy Brian is heading out to do uh, ARCA stuff out yes. uh, out east. So good luck first, to everybody this weekend. Yeah, first one of the uh, season for uh, mm-hmm. Brian, I think. So have a ball down there. It's always uh, – I've never been, oh. but I would imagine it's always a great time. There so, it is. Yeah, Frank's Radio Series Colorado. Darren headed to Kern yes. this weekend, and Brian is going to Five Flags, and they'll be at CNS eighth for the first practice. So busy gang. Yeah, and get your stuff on order so that way they have it there for first practice that uh, yes. Saturday. So they'll, exactly. they'll hook you up. Like I said, if you're on the West Coast, don't worry. Frank's got you over there too. So mm-hmm. we're covered. Exactly. All right. Uh, like I said, uh, if you just tuned in, uh, Jord is uh, celebrating his birthday, so he'll be with us uh, momentarily. But uh, Jake and I are going to go through the normal show. I'm going to lead us off, <coughs> excuse me, uh, with the Craftsman Truck Series. All three se- uh, top series were at Atlanta this weekend. Um, the Freight 208 at Atlanta, I like that little uh, jingle of a name. Uh, this was Saturday. They had a doubleheader with the Xfinity Series. Uh, rain was canceled. I did see that uh, Friday, unfortunately, which... Whenever it rains on Friday, it never shapes up to be a good weekend. But thankfully, Mother Nature held off for the entire weekend and Mm -hmm. did not spoil any more fun than she did on Friday. Uh, I unfortunately did not get to see this one um, as it was my wife's birthday at the end of last week. So I was busy doing those uh, festivities, but I did watch recaps and so forth. And I will say I, I like when not the same person wins every week every week every week and it was looking more and more like a zane smith type of year i mean it still is could be but uh anyway so christian eckes who is now with his third team in the craftsman truck series uh was at thor sport and he was at kbm um you know goes over to bill mcanally um racing for his first year or the first time at bill mcanally racing um what is it? The third event of the year for the trucks. Cause they skipped, mm-hmm. uh, what it was two weeks ago, um, goes out there and wins it. Um, and he did so by getting a speeding penalty on top of that in stage two. Uh, so I think he due to the, uh, points or the, whatever they do for qualifying, which I still don't understand, but the, obviously the lineup was set off of points and, uh, whose girlfriend you kissed last week and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> he started fourth. Um, so that's really good starting position, obviously. And then uh, gets that speeding penalty, which is hard to overcome in any series for that matter. And uh, come back and win the damn thing. And uh, another noteworthy finish was uh, Nick Sanchez, um, who's a Cuban born driver. 
Uh, I think he came up through the diversity program uh, with NASCAR, finished second, the highest finish of his young career. I think he's like 18 years old. Um, nice. So that's really cool to see. But I, I did want to, um, at, well, and, and Nick Sanchez was there at the end too. He didn't just finish second by happenstance. He almost won the damn thing. And then Christian Eckes, which I'll let Jake allude to in the Cup Series race, but last lap passes, man, that's that's what we're here to see. But uh, before we get into the Xfinity Series recap, did want to point out uh, Steel and Jake's Thunder here as a statistician. Uh, Christian Eckes's, uh is that plural? Eckes's. Uh, his average finish for this season right now is 3.33. So that's, that's pretty damn good. So yeah. keep up the work, uh, good work. Christian Eckes love that, uh, Napa sponsored 19 machine. Um, so yeah, uh, that was your craftsman truck series, uh, race recap. Uh, Jordan was supposed to do the, uh, Xfinity series recap. So I'll yeah, Jordan. damn it, Jordan. Uh, and uh, Scott Bremkamp, uh, it's to be determined if George is hammering or not. We, I, I, I don't know, so we'll see. Could yeah, be a, could, I think could he, be a good episode. I think he said he was getting some Mexican, so I'm sure he had a couple of margaritas. So I'm sure he's feeling real nice. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so uh, fast forwarding to late later in the day on Saturday, you had the uh, Raptor King of Tough at Atlanta. And for those of you who don't know what that is, they're a sponsor of William Byron's uh, 24 HMS Camaro in the Cup Series. Bright neon and it looks really cool. I think it's a truck bed type of thing. Could be wrong on that, um, but it looks cool anyway. Um, so the Xfinity Series uh, race um, had a lot of drama, to say the least. They had 12 cautions, which is insane. That's a lot. Yeah. There's more caution laps in the first stage than there were green like that. We can go on and on about why or or whatever, and and some people might you know enjoy that style of racing where there's wrecking and torn up cars and stuff, but um, not for me. Yeah, I mean, my opinion, and well, I'm sure we're going to dive into this more a little bit later in the show, but this new Atlanta configuration, I'm a fan of it. Um, it's especially now this year because the track is a little more worn out than last year because they were just kind of stuck to the track last year after they you know reconfigured it in off season. But I thought it provides two-lane racing and kind of edge-of-your-seat racing. But when you get down in the lower ranks, like the trucks and the Xfinity, and those guys and gals are maybe not as used to looser cars and trucks, that's kind of what happens. And you get 12 mm -hmm. cautions and people being aggressive, trying to make a name for themselves. But mm -hmm. regardless, um, the 21 of Austin Hill was your winner on Saturday, and he's on a terror that's three wins already uh, this season, and mm -hmm. they, they look pretty damn dominant. So, uh, congrats to to the twenty one. And um, you know, I'm, I was glad to see Daniel Hemrick uh, finish uh, second. Ryan Truex for the second row, uh, uh, second week in a row, rather, has had. Uh, I think he was second last week, and he's uh, third this week. Um, so, killing it out there and making a name for him himself in a, a really good quality uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota uh, ride. So yeah, um, I will get to more of the drama um, in my in the green flag black flag segment mm -hmm. uh, about uh, <laughs> a big news drama that happened. Yeah. Didn't see it, but uh, yeah, I'll pass to Jake for the the Cup Series recap. Yeah, um, before I get into that, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about when you do your green flag black flag. But um, the Xfinity Series that was like the first stage. It's kind of like some of the eye racing that we do with the. Uh, the local guys here and and certain tracks and certain cars it's like we're doing more caution laps than mm -hmm. flag laps and 
that first stage before kind of like into the second stage, half part of the race, it was like, God, this is boring, man. It's watching them just pace lap the whole time. And just like they had that little dial up in the corner uh, of the screen that kind of like shows the progress of the race, how many yellows, how many, how much green it was. And it was like yellow with like yeah. of green. So it was like, Oh my God. This is yeah. Going to be. So at least the latter half of the race, it finally got a little more interesting, a little more racy and, and had a good finish. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what was up with the Xfinity cars the first half, first stage of that race, but it was like they finally all settled down and got under control and finally put on a little good show. So, uh, but yeah, we'll get into the other drama. I'm sure everybody has already heard uh, a little bit later. But yeah, so for the uh, Monster Energy Cup Series, we had the Ambetter Health 400 at Atlanta. Nice little roll off the tongue there. Yeah. Um, I think they also sponsored Haley Deegan's truck this uh, this weekend. Oh, they did. Yeah, and she actually didn't wreck, so that's yes. Twelfth place finish, good for her. Yeah, exactly. So she actually finished the race, which is good. Yes, that's always key. <laughs> um, but yeah, so of course Joy Logano won. Uh, it was semi boring, semi exciting, semi crash fest. So you had a little <laughs> bit of all three uh, emotions in that race. You know that. Uh, some of the things kind of to point out um, right there in the middle of the race, uh, I think it was right after a caution and they started getting going green again. And uh, Kevin Harvick had the lead and Ross Chastain just got a good run on him. And to me, I mean, they even Clint Boyer got on there and said that he kind of retracted what he said. He mm -hmm. thought he got Chastain got into Kevin Harvick there, but you kind of zoom in a little bit and there was like, yeah. maybe like a piece of paper yeah. right between that car and it just took the air right off the rear end of that car and it just went whoop and just yeah. took out what four or five good cars so i know a lot of people aren't a huge fan of ross chastain and thinks he wrecks everybody but i didn't know. wreck him there he just he didn't wreck him there just just good racing and just the way these cars are built you take that air off the spoiler at a high speedway like that and they just they go around that's just mm -hmm. the way it goes so um yeah i don't think trust chastain was at fault at that one uh, at all but um then unfortunately right there in the second stage i think it was in the second stage uh actually no it was actually in the third stage the final yep. stage uh kyle larson was in second a bunch of people took four tires gas and eric almarola didn't was already on 42 lap old tires with like 75 laps to go and like what 15 20 laps into that run Blows a right rear right in front of Larson and he took a pretty good oh, man. hit to the wall. That was that was driver's uh, side. Yeah, that was a little scary, but good thing he was okay. But it just huge unfortunate deal that you're just caught up into something that mm -hmm. really you could no, not control. And it took out three or four more good cars. So I think even um Tony Stewart had said something on the uh right after that. It was like the top like 10, it was all like basically Fords and Toyotas. It's like, well, yeah, there's no Chevys left because they all got wrecked early in the race. So right. um, you know, nothing you can do um do about that. So uh, but yeah, Joy Logano won. The last five to ten laps there was pretty exciting. Last oh, lap pass, like you said. Uh kind of looked like Keslowski might uh get it, but Joe Logano, former teammate, got that good run and just got on the inside there and took the lead and, you know, just never let it go. So you got to love those last lap passes and uh, some good hard racing to finish a race. And uh, who was it? Uh, Corey Joy had another yes. another good race at Atlanta. Almost finished this time. <laughs> finished this time. Almost almost 
lucked, got the luck and almost won it last year, but mm-hmm. you know, came back and redeemed himself this week. So uh good run for him, good race there at the end. And um, you know, I, I'm indifferent about Atlanta's new configuration. Like I, I kind of like that it's a super speedway, but at the same time with these cars, I just it's not a good mix right now until NASCAR can kind of like figure out these cars a little bit better, especially yeah. how they wreck. It's 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 a little scary how these cars wreck yeah. right now and violent. Adding another super speedway like this for these cars to wreck real hard, it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. So yeah. Um, well, I'll but, say on that note, um, I thought Brad Keselowski, which I'm I'm ecstatic to see him running better because last year was just a crapshoot. I mean, obviously Chris Buescher from RFK, you know, won Bristol the fall race, but other than that, they're just kind of in no man's land 15th to 20th at best every week but mm-hmm. he was i mean right there at the end like you said but his mm-hmm. comments post race were spot on saying that you know he is glad to see that two veteran we'll call them plate races even though you know atlanta's not technically a, a super speedway but that mm-hmm. drafting style of of racing that two veterans can go out there and race each other clean and not crash each other because we've seen those two when they, they were both teammates at uh penske wreck each other Mm-hmm. at daytona um mm-hmm. so it was really nice to see that you know they can switch lanes and throw blocks and stuff but not too aggressive of blocks where it's going to take out half the field exactly. so I, I thought of anything i don't care who won but who you know it was just nice to see that people are racing with a little more respect yeah. i mean at least that half a lap yeah and- i'm surprised kozlowski didn't try and aggressively block him well, I was, I was just happy he didn't do that and, right. and cause a huge wreck when the last lap. Yeah, and and listening to Door Bumper Clear uh, today, obviously TJ Majors, um, it, you know, spots for Brad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said that when Joey went low and then shot back up high and Brad went to go kind of cut the momentum off, Brad thought he had slowed him up enough on the outside lane, but Joey just had such a run. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, there was nothing Brad could do at that point. So, yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. He did try, but it was yeah. just, it wasn't enough. So, yeah. but at exactly. least, like I said, nobody it's wrecked, good. and that's what matters. Yeah, it's a good ending to that race. So, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about in the pre-show, sometimes these NASCAR races this year, at least, you just got to tune in for the last ten laps and mm-hmm. you watch the start excitement. five laps, yep. turn it off, go work on your car, come back. Oh, <laughs> ten laps ago, all right. Oh, yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to um, now pass back to Jake to talk to or talk about, not to our friends, but talk about our good <laughs> friends at Citywide Banks. And then we're going to get into uh, uh, another segment that we debuted, what, two weeks ago, Generate Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, spring's coming. Race season's coming. You need those last second parts. You need that last second money. Ensure that you're going to have a car on the track at the start of the year. Uh, hit me up. Not only are interest rates going up on deposit accounts, but uh, HELOC is a great way to uh, ensure that you have that extra little bit of something in the pocket. So that way, if something happens, not only early in the year, but middle of the year when budget's a little tighter, uh, ensures you stay on the track and get to and from the track as well. It's not just being at the Gas track, is high, on the track, but getting to and from the track because it as we already know, there's a lot of people that are two, three-hour drives away from the track. So gas prices, yep, they're uh, pretty high. And they're only going to get higher here with the summer months coming. So if you need that extra money, give me a call, hit me up, and we'll see what we can do for you. So with that said, hit that commercial. All right. Let's hear from Chuck Smith Jr. and Jake. 
You spend countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him. And his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low-interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. Looky hey, here, looky look here. Look who finally showed up and is oh, on mute. Oh, and he's on mute. Good golly, you're just yeah, making a run for yourself. can't do shots. <laughs> oh, Shit boy. Just don't work. Oh, <laughs> boy. Well, no. all right. Well, uh, cheers to you. Birthday Happy boy. Happy birthday, young man. Got the outlaw. Cheers. So all of you cheers. out there, cheers to Jordan for uh, a 42nd birthday today. 42nd birthday. Wow. Sorry. Hey, hey, how you're about to that party. How you're about to feel tomorrow is how I felt Sunday and yesterday. So <laughs> I'm not gonna be too bad. Not gonna be too bad. I've had uh had a well, I had a couple shots. I had a shot with his wife, not your wife, his wife this afternoon. Wow. You weren't there. You weren't there. What the, that's messed oh. up. Yeah, I went and got my up. uh I got my tattoo work on today. I've had like my like a half sleeve on my right shoulder for like 10 years. And I got about halfway through it and then just ran out of funds and then life hit. Mm. So finally, like getting it taken care of. So then we stopped by his house, had a shot with her. And then, yeah, I went to dinner and had a couple more there. And well, and finally switching back to the good old uh, trusty. So hopefully <laughs> he's all fused up. So my bigger question is, Kristen's allowed to drink at work? Hey, she works remotely. What she does, I, so do I, but I, I guess. I, I, yeah, I guess I've never, I've never done that before. Sure. <laughs> I, I met my, uh, we got a new head of our retail division in, at Citywide, and we were kind of talking today, and he was, you know, asking about the race car stuff. He's kind of a, a car guy, racing guy, and told him about Outlaw Beer. He's like, so where's the beers? I'm like, well, we're at work. So. <laughs> This I'm like, wild, wild hey, you're, you're, you're head man here. So if you're okay with me cracking some beers, I'll go get hey. some outlaws in the car. I hey, that's it. a marketing slogan. You sign a loan with me today, I'll get you a shot. Hey, yeah. there you go. Got some free outlaws for you. Oh, <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Jordan. Glad to have you. Grazie. Love to be here. All right. <laughs> All right. So just in time. So we got the Generate Great segment. So for everybody out there, we started this uh new segment a couple weeks ago so we're trying to bring some more uh, positivity some more enlightenment uh to not only uh the podcast but the racing world in general so um you know whatever it is out there that we think somebody did something great it, it doesn't even have to technically be racing involved uh things just something that you saw in the community uh and want to highlight it this is our segment to highlight that so with george the birthday boy jumping on uh why don't you go ahead and start us off Put me on the spot. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, my my pick for uh, this week. Uh, watching um, over the weekend, I watched the Rattler uh, races down at South Alabama Speedway, and I watched those pretty closely. And it was it was great racing overall. They had the mods there, they had the pro late models, and they had the supers on Sunday. And the guy who was fortunate enough to win the pro late model race on uh, I believe it was Saturday night and then go on to win the um, I don't know, was it Friday night? I think it was Friday night. I don't know. I'm all mixed up on my days, but anyways, uh, who went on to win the super late model race was Bubba, Bubba Pollard. And I had a true appreciation watching both of those races. Uh, Cause 
Ty Majeski was leading the Rattler at the very end, and then they hit some uh, lap traffic. And Bubba Pollard had a couple of instances where he could have moved Ty Majeski out of the way and gotten around him, you know what I mean, and really taken advantage of the full bumper. Where uh, This is where I go out and like say congratulations and, and great move, I would say more or less, is because he was patient. He didn't you know, move anybody out of the way. He did everything right you know, made his passes when he needed to and took the opportunities that he had. And he ended up winning the race in both those instances. So um, it, it really kind of, you know, more or less nowadays, you see who's going to make that the bump and mm-hmm. run, you know, type move at the end of the race and whatnot, especially those big money races. Like it always comes down to kind of like door banging and stuff like that, which is fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but it is also nice to see in, a lot of instances where it's super clean racing and you can, mm-hmm. you know, you know what you have and you take advantage of it in the right way. So mm-hmm. my hat's off to him for what little hair I have left um, <laughs> uh, to Bubba Pollard this week. All right. Good job, Bubba Pollard, uh, for generating great. Yes, sir. All right. So I'll go ahead and uh, go next. Um, kind of going outside of the uh, stock car racing with this one. Um, this this gentleman I'm about to announce is our cousin uh, on our dad's side. Uh, he's been involved in racing in one way or another for a long time. Uh, he actually uh, rides motocross and uh, he's actually sponsored by uh, Holly's family's uh, business, the Rocky Mountain Cycle Plaza. Uh, his name is Robert Fitch. We call him Bobby um, or Bucktooth Bobby is like we like to call him in the family. Uh that's a story for another time. So if you want I to fail you, story, I fail you. <laughs> you want to know the true story? I'll tell you guys over <laughs> outlaw. But uh, he is well in his forties. I, I think he's close to 42, 42 So he's George's age. He's George's age. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, I thought it's a little yeah, older than that. Yeah, honest. something like that. He's well in his forties, and um, he's had some ups and downs in his life. But uh, with his kids kind of growing up into that age where they're really interested in a lot of different things, he's focusing on them, making sure that they're uh, doing the right things and being successful, but also at the same time, you know, taking advantage of what he can race. Um, He gets out there and races. And I can't remember where they were at this weekend, but uh, he's still finishing podium finishes being at his age with all the young kids out there and all the equipment and stuff. He's taking what he has and uh, utilizing it and making it fast. And I mean, he's, he's a hell, he's a hell of a writer. I've, I've witnessed him in, uh, Plenty instances where they're at the uh, uh, Denver Coliseum, and he would off the start fall something like that, and boom, he'd go right to the front and win a race from dead last. And he just does it in all the right ways, and uh, super proud of him. He always he's always super nice and helpful to everybody. So uh, now that he's getting his kids involved, his kid McCaden is one hell of a writer now. Uh, Caden, he's got his I wife. Like that name. Yeah, he's. Uh, wife is involved in it too she does really well so the fact that it's a huge family thing not only close to us but he's starting it with his own family and seeing how successful that they're doing and he's taking them out to all these out-of-town races and stuff and being successful and having a good time with it uh really kind of you know makes me feel proud that i'm a part of a family with him so uh shout out generating great mr bobby fitch perfect yes well said uh, mine is going to be, um, the, the, the racing, the virtual racing, um, that we all from time to time competed. Uh, so I hope, uh, 
said person is watching. Um, if he's not, I'm sure he'll listen to it and I'll get a text about this, but it's in a good way. Uh, so my Generate Great uh, Award winner for the week uh, actually happened on Sunday night with uh, Cheeseburger Ian Clark or Ian Gibbs. Oh, he's got so many cupcakes. Cupcake. He's got, yeah, he's got so many nicknames. But uh, Ian has, for whatever reason, um, been notorious, uh, not on purpose, I don't think, but uh, notorious for no matter where I'm running on the racetrack and iRacing, his front bumper always just finds my car in the wrong spot and I just spin out or, or wreck. Uh, but I wanted to give him the Generate Great um, Award uh, for the week because uh, was it last week at North Wilkesboro? Uh, obviously, him and I and, and uh, Mark Neff were battling for the win there and Ian never touched me. We had a great race. And then uh, this past Sunday um, at Five Flags, we were uh, we had a great race again and uh, actually uh the opposite of what George was speaking on in Bubba Pollard, me and Ian were banging doors uh, coming to the stripe and he edged me out by a rivet on a bumper, but it was, it was good racing. And uh, um, I just want to say, keep generating great out there, Ian Clark. That was, it's been fun running with you this season. So keep it up and quit using your bumper. <laughs> hey, we got to keep those, uh, those uh, decals on his car nice and clean. So you can see Brian Sanders, beautiful face on. His, yeah. Uh, on yeah. His yeah, I uh, per Brian Sanders, I uh, I took that off the roof. So, but I, I don't know. That was a on. fantastic picture and a it perfect was. marketing. So it was. Yeah, maybe a, a good Frank's Radio Service ad for the, for the, the Rocky Mountain <laughs> I Rocky Mountain Legends Racing Association League. But anyway, uh, yes, all three of you, uh, Bobby Fitch, uh, Ian Clark, and Bubba Pollard. Uh, keep generating great out there. You are the Scrub and Tires podcast. Generate great winners of the week. And with that, uh, we're going to hear from our uh, other presenting partner, the agency. And then George's going to lead us off with uh, some green flag, black flag. So let's hear from my wife and the agency. All right, Scrub and Tires podcast listeners and viewers. If you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell a home or an investment property, find out how much your current home is worth in the ever-changing housing market. Okay, okay. I got it. Let's go to the chase. You want a bigger shop for that new race car you just got, right? Well, let's get you in touch with one of the premier global real estate brokerages and new to the Denver and Colorado market, the agency. As I mentioned, the agency is a premier global real estate brokerage team having business in nine countries and counting, including 80 plus offices. What does that mean for you? You get the expertise of some of the most trusted, seasoned, and highest recruited real estate agents right here in your backyard to serve the Denver and Colorado regions. If you are ready to get started, give the Scrub and Tires Podcast official real estate company and real estate agent, Mike Land Hall, a call today at 719-480-3477 and experience for yourself the unmatched service you will receive from start to finish. Yes. And uh, I know that was me and Ad, but uh, business is picking up. If you're in the market to buy or sell, uh, the spring is a hot time that I've learned, um, obviously being married to my wife. But uh, if you're in the in the market to do any of that, um, please give her a call. She's busy. That's good. Agency is really busy, which is mm -hmm. even better. And uh, yeah, so you know, it's, it's crazy with all these being in the banking world and seeing this as well. Uh, the market has not slowed down like there's some situations where it might have slowed down for like a hot minute, but it has not at all. Yep. Everybody's got that spring fee. They're like, hey, man, I'm going to sell this this whole house and we're going to yep. get a, a three shop garage with a uh, lift in it. Oh, God, <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, yeah. 
I think at this point we need like a four or five car garage just so yeah. a we have enough room and b support all the everything that we have. I'm running out of room. Yeah, right. We uh, uh, uh on that note, we have a dream house uh, selected in Littleton, actually very close to the mountains. It's uh very much out of our price range, but the uh, the shop I could uh, let Smith Family Racing uh, have a bay. In, I mean, it is massive. I think the shop is around. I think upwards of 10,000 square feet. It's insane. But what are we talking about here? Let's hit up Michael and Hall. Well, she's upstairs. Go ahead. I, I know what the mortgage would be on that. And I, uh, I'd need to go get about three more jobs. So <laughs> but anyways, George, lead us off. Green flag. All right. flag. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw today um, on North Wilkesboro's Facebook page, they had cup cars, trucks, all of them were hitting the track today. Mm-hmm. So, which I was super excited about. I thought it was badass. Um, so, with that, do you, green flag, black flag, do you think that Wilkesboro, start of next year, will be on the circuit full-time? Green flag, black flag, Jake. Green flag, totally. I think some of these tracks they already go to, it's starting to get to that point where, just boring races and i think if the all-star race can show that it can put on a good show and you know it's going to be packed like that's no question like that there's probably going to be people standing outside trying to like a like somehow get into the race uh but also people are probably going to be standing outside just to listen and watch from the parking lot i think i think it's just going to be a huge showing uh, there, so yeah, I'm total green flag that they put this on the schedule and and take out the, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens at the Chicago race. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this whole Chicago thing. Take that one off the schedule, get it out of there, put it in North Wilkesboro. Yeah, Brando. Yeah, I, uh, Chicago. Anyway, back to the North Wilkesboro yeah. um, topic. Yeah, I think um, I. I don't think the state of North Carolina, uh, whatever they invested into all the Rockinghams, the Wilkesboro's, all those speedways, X million dollars, whatever it was. I don't know the figure, but I don't think they would have uh, invested or given the money, however you want to mm-hmm. say that, to these track promoters and, and owners if it wasn't here to stay. And I don't think it's a I don't think North Wilkesboro. I mean, obviously, this this year's all star race is going to be something special because the cup cars uh, haven't run there since 90, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be special. And I hope that they do preserve that. And it's kind of their first time back. So I mean, even the, the late model stock race there yeah. last year with junior was absolutely, and the modified race was absolutely insane. insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think total green flag that I want it to be back on the circuit. And I think that they're going to, I think if you look it up, it's already sold out. I mean, it was sold out tickets for the all-star race was like two weeks into them opening it. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to see um, a lot of people traveling from not just the state of North Carolina, but they're going to see it because it's vintage. It's retro, right? Like yeah. those were NASCAR like, roots. Yeah. Like Earnhardt, all those people cut their teeth on that track, even before it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of got that nostalgic uh, deal. I would love to go. Um, but I think that it's, even if you have it on the circuit every year, maybe, Will it be less, uh, I don't want to use the word important, but it'll be less glamorous than it was this year in the all-star race. But I think you're still going to have a sellout crowd every single year you go there. 
and not just because it's North Wilkesboro, but the product on the track is insane. I mean, it is your, your ass end is like this the whole way around when the tires start rub, you know, wearing out, I think it's going to provide, and I don't know, I, I, like George said, I, I saw some footage of the tire test with the trucks and, you know, the cup series guys today, but I, until you see the actual product with all 36 cars or whatever out there, we're mm-hmm. not, but I am expecting a great race at a great venue. And I think it's going to be awesome well enough that NASCAR is like, damn, we knocked this out of the park. We need to get this on schedule and to get all these other, whatever you want to call them tracks that, the niche that tracks. Yeah. yeah. Just to try to appeal to different yeah, markets. On an indie car and all that. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's to that point, it's like they took away Chicago land, which was a cookie cutter mile and a half. Mm-hmm. Got rid of that because they listen to the fans and were tired of the cookie cutter mile and a half. Mm-hmm. So then what do they do? They go with polar opposite. And let's go race downtown Chicago. Cool if you're an Indy car or an F1, but th- this is a, a however much they weigh, four thousand pound stock car. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. green flag. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> good stuff. All right, All right. I am up next. Yeah, so to stick to my true form of local stuff, kind of wanted to throw this out there. And if if I'm wrong on any of these, apologize. You can correct me. Me and Brandon talked about this before we started. Get your popcorn. Uh, Get your popcorn. Yeah. Get this out there right now. I was trying to read up on these rules before uh, the podcast started. So for all you uh, super stock guys out there and gals, uh, this one's kind of directed for you in a good way. Uh, so green flag, black flag, change the rules a little bit. You know, I know there was some big stuff over the off season here so far with some of the rule changes. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. These I'm hoping that people will like, um, Lower this because I let me backtrack. I looked up some rules on some other tracks that uh, have super stocks or street stocks, and it seems the rules are just slightly different than ours. So just maybe, a bit outside. Just a bit outside. So hopefully, maybe this is something that might entice um, the super stock uh, drivers. So right now, CNS is from what I saw was the minimum weight is thirty four fifty, which some of these other tracks they're at thirty two hundred. So a green flag, black flag on a couple of these things. Lower the weight rule down to like 3,200 uh, to kind of match some of these other tracks. Give them more compression because some of these other ones uh, had higher compression. And change the shock rule because some of them, and this is where I said correct me if I'm wrong, uh, our rules are stock shocks in the stock locating uh, mounting position. Mm-hmm. Whereas these other tracks, they allow non-adjustable racing racing shocks. Racing Operation shocks. So green flag, black flag on any of all of those rules. Uh, Brandon, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, this is a tough one. Um, I think that this the super stock division. And again, correct me, viewers and listeners, if I'm wrong. I I don't know if a lot of them travel a lot. You know, like the the modifieds, the late models, stuff like that. Um, so I don't know from a cost perspective um, if it would be the 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 ladies and the and the gentlemen that have these super stocks already built to just run CNS, and then this if this uh, rule change hypothetically came down and they had to change all of this, whereas like for Smith Family Racing, you guys could go travel and go to these other tracks that adhere to that rule. And then everybody in the, in a square radius is, 
same rule book, car fits, templates everywhere. We're ready to rock. Now, as if you, the judge's gavel comes down and, and okay, we're changing the super stock rule, then these local super stock drivers that are only racing at CNS because of budget reasons or whatever, then they got to go spend all this money. Well, they don't, I mean, they don't have to, but to be competitive, they should. Um, and then they go out and run CNS and they just spend all this money just for a rule change that kind of um, puts a, a blanket or an umbrella over multiple tracks rather than just one. Um, so I'm kind of like yellow flag on this, honestly. Like I like the I like the idea of of lowering the weight, obviously going to, you know, get around the, the corners a little bit better. You up the horsepower, you know, I, I you know, they run on that. Uh, what's the tire again? I forget what it is. Comanches. Comanches. Um, so I would imagine you're going to see a lot more slipping and sliding, lighter car, more horsepower. You're going to be, you know, doing that number. Um, the shock thing I think is, is good because they, I mean, at the end of the day, they're spending still a lot of, a lot of money on these cars uh, to make them, you know, turn and, and get better and better. So um, I'm kind of yellow flag. I think it's a great idea, but at the same time coming awesome. at, yeah, coming at it at a, at a, from a monetary standpoint, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would be upset with that. Yeah. Jordan. Well, I, and I totally understand how, you know, like people would be up in arms and like this comment right here from Robert Davies, stock division should be stock as close as possible. It already has changed the it changed into cost their drivers and tons of cash. Totally understand that. But and then here's here's I'm not saying I'm an expert on the difference between a pure stock and a super stock. This is just complete outsider. I, I haven't looked at the rule book or nothing of that sort. Mm -hmm. But for me, if you want to have a stock class and you want to have the same, you want to keep it as cost efficient as possible, then that's what the pure stocks are for. In my in my mind, there shouldn't there should be a major differences between a pure stock and a super stock, because if there's not very many changes, then why do we have the two divisions? Right. That, that's just my thought about it. Like if there's not that much like, it, you know, like when we run them all together at the end of the year to, to me in that in that mind, just combine them and make them one class. Mm -hmm. Like and if that means, OK, keeping this the shocks the same, but then lowering the weight and up in the compression in them or or whatever the case may be whatever kind of the consensus is as far as like Something what needs to be changes but there needs to be a big differentiation between between the two and like going from stock like straight stock shocks to a monotube non-adjustable shock isn't really that much difference mm. um price wise you can find you i mean you can find them pretty cheap like to be honest with you like you can find them really cheap but th that's just where i struggle with is like so what's what's the huge difference what what is it what sets them truly apart besides like you know little minute differences between them mm -hmm. you know what i mean like an automatic transmission versus a manual. I was gonna say that's the like only, that's, that's yeah. not it's it's not it, that's not a it's a, a that's not enough for me in a sense you mm -hmm. know what i mean like uh, you got the super stocks, boom. Like, this is what it's going to be. Like, what you're talking about, like rule changes, like that. That's like a super stock. It's not a stock class. Mm -hmm. You have a pure stock. It's literally everything on there is stock, except for you put a roll cage in it. Like, that's mm -hmm. in my mind, that's what that class is set up for. There's your yeah. low budget cost class. 
just for people that want to get in there and want to keep things low budget and want to keep it, you know, it, minuscule as possible. That's fine. But we all know racing is expensive. Like no matter what you get into, it's, it's going to be expensive. Like, yeah. that's just the rate. Mm -hmm. That's just 2023 racing. Mm -hmm. Like, but then as you move up, there's supposed to be stepping stones, right? So you go from pure stock to a super stock, super stock to um, a late model or a GAM, and then onto the pro truck, and then a super late model. Like those are mm -hmm. what those those are technically supposed to be. Like I understand, but if you're looking to, you know, have a low budget class, then okay, then get rid of the super stocks, have your pure stocks, and then introduce a completely new class, like a four barrel Hornet class or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to have like something super low budget, then, then do that. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would say green flag in a sense, just because I think that there just should be a little bit more differentiation just between those two classes. And like I said, I'm not a hundred percent on the rule book here. I'm just yeah. an outsider looking in like what, you know, what, going off of like what I've seen, you know what I mean? Like as a complete outsider looking in, because you think about it from a fan standpoint, they're not in on the rule books either. They're like, what's the difference between that car? I was just going to, and then what's the difference between that car? Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't look like, doesn't look like a whole lot of difference, you know, yeah. but you, you can tell a pure stock from a Hornet. Mm. Oh yeah. And I know that obviously like as race car drivers, we all know the major differences and stuff, but still like as a fan, it's a different story. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and and that's why I say, if you want to have a low budget class and you want to keep it stocked, then by damn, keep it stocked. Like, don't don't have, you know, two close competing to competing divisions be mm -hmm. relatively close, and then just like small, minute shit that's different than them. It's kind of, yeah, it, it yeah, it's kind of pointless in my mind, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that, just green. Yeah, just something a little interesting, a little different, you know. Uh, like I said, just kind of looking at different rules from different tracks and. You know, like I see some comments here, you know, don't call it stock if it's not stock. Well, I mean, they call the Cars Tour cars late model stock. Yeah. And they are not stock. It Nothing mm. on that car is stock except for maybe a, the driver. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> um, but just something different, you know. Yeah, just, uh, you know, something interesting. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to see different rules over different tracks and different areas and stuff like that and what they consider stock and and you know whatnot so mm -hmm. uh you know it, it's also you looking at the product on the track you know super stocks pure stocks put on great racing there's there's oh, no do. doubt about that and there's some damn good race car drivers in those classes yeah, you know? exactly. just had one on last week exactly. exactly so you know just looking at different ways to maybe make the in racing more interesting you know on the actual track for the drivers i know the fans they're not going to really know what the huge difference is but when you're in the car you know what the difference is so yeah just something just something a little different to throw yeah. out there so you know good little topic yeah, good yeah absolutely all right so uh my green flag black flag um i guess question for the week as i alluded to earlier in the xfinity rundown uh josh williams um obviously if you guys didn't watch the xfinity i love series, his hair yeah the flow is uh, the lettuce is on point josh williams uh so anyways if you didn't watch the xfinity race uh josh williams and the he's a low budget team kind of just trying to finish top 15 on a good day top 20 to stay in there uh you know has enough money to just get by um and that's that's really it um, so anyways, he, he's a veteran of the sport. Um, he's from what I've heard a, a pretty talented race car driver, obviously he's in the Xfinity series. 
Um, anyways, he gets involved in an early accident. One of the 12 cautions that I alluded to, um, you know, doesn't ruin his day, but has a lot of cosmetic damage on, on this Camaro. And so he's, he's running around there. And if, if everybody that watched the race, uh, paid attention, it, I, you know, they said it was freezing. It was 45 degrees, but you know, they're not from out here, but you know, that is, that is relatively cold, right. For, colder, yeah. you know, colder for Atlanta. a race. Yeah. Atlanta, especially. Yeah. In the deep South. Uh, yeah. So it was colder. Um, but anyway, so they had bear bond, you know, hundred mile an hour tape, whatever you want to call it on, on Josh Williams car to just get him to the finish. So he goes out there and a piece of this bear bond tape comes flying off of his car. And this is, I think, I don't even know what caution this was that brought it out as one of the, the later of the 12. Uh, NASCAR calls a caution, as they should. There's debris on the on the track. And they tell Mr. Williams to park his car. And so Josh Williams, you know, from everything I heard, obviously I wasn't there. I don't know Josh, but everything I heard, he was kind of confused. Like, what do you what do you mean park my car like? a piece of bear bond tape flew off my car and you're telling me to park it. So obviously, you know, whether you agree or not, he goes to the start finish line, parks the car, gets out of it and walks to, well, the garage, but obviously he got called to the NASCAR hauler pretty quick. Throwing the deuces. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing up the deuces, which I'm glad he didn't give him the other finger. Cause that would have made okay. things worse. So anyways, obviously Tuesday NASCAR, uh, slams the hammer on him, suspends him for a race. So I'm not even worried about the penalty because we could sit here and argue all day if that deserved it or not. But my green flag, black flag is, and in the rule book on this and NASCAR's massive rule book, it says it's up to NASCAR's discretion, what they dish out when, you know, your car is mangled and you got parts and pieces flying off, which I get it. It's, you don't want a caution coming out because of this. You don't want to impose danger, all the things, but for this guy who flies under the radar week in week out really does nothing that I've ever seen. And they just go tell him to park it, which that's detrimental to that team. That's money. That's a lot of money. And, you know, he's not, you know, necessarily running for points championship wise, but he's running to stay up there in points so he can, you know, qualify every race and not, you know, get knocked out of the show, so on and so forth. So green flag, black flag, NASCAR's uh, discretionary rule to park him was too much. Green flag, black flag, Jake. Uh, I think green flag because I've seen way worse debris come off cars and they didn't tell those cars to park them. So mm-hmm. the fact that a piece of bear bond just flew off and I mean, it's just a piece of tape. I mm-hmm. mean, what I mean, yeah, you don't want that flying around the track. You don't want to get stuck on somebody's grill. I get all that part. But I mean, it's just a piece of tape. Now, if a whole bumper or a tire or, you know, some <laughs> other part flew off the car. Okay that i get but a piece of tape and you park a guy that's trying to make the race like you said i think that's a little excessive i think nascar has gotten a little too mm-hmm. involved in yeah their discretionary uh decisions yep. like i've seen like the fact that you'll allow a car that's got no front end engine compartment everything radiator is exposed to still race on the track as long as they're meeting minimum speed. But then a guy that's just had a piece of tape fly off, he has to park and that other, that car doesn't that, that to me is kind of dumb. So to me, green flag, I think NASCAR's penalty was a little too harsh and he shouldn't have been parked. And I think NASCAR needs to kind of like rethink 
how their discretionary decisions are made. Mm -hmm. I, I just, they can't get out of their own way this year. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking decisions. They're so, the, what's the difference between a piece of tape that flew off of his car that they, you know, they obviously saw it and a freaking plastic bag that somebody picks up on the track that was from a fan 30 rows up in, 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 you know, yeah. in like there's no difference. Or the water bottles that racers throw out the window yeah. on a caution flag. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's the difference there? Like, so you could pick that up. No problem. Or, or when a P yeah, like you said, Jake, you know, a piece of debris falls off, you know, the hood scoop wasn't latched all the way and it flew off the car. Well, they let him go, mm -hmm. you know, but like, is, are you picking on the guy? Because he, yeah, he is a low budget team. Like what, there has to be more to this story. It seems like than than that. It's like, yeah, piece of tape flew off the car. Big freaking deal. Go pick up the tape and let him race. Like yeah. not a big deal. Like I can see if it's like one thing after another. If it was like the third or fourth time that's that what I was fell say, off yeah. his car, like that's a that's a different story. But it's not like he, he, yeah, he was having shit flap in the wind, and you're just waiting for it to fall off. Like, come on, yeah, you know. And and I, you know, I know a lot of people uh, on social media and stuff were talking about his little antic that he did at the, you know, to kind of show them the big the fu. Yeah. Um. You know, whether I agree with that or not, I mean, in that moment, yeah, he was pissed. Yeah. I know his car owner came over and talked to him, and he was he looked like he was pretty pissed in that moment, too. Mm -hmm. Like, probably not the wisest decision. Um, you know, a lot of people thought it was badass, but if it was Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin. Well, Kyle Busch has done it. Well, I know I'm he's like done it, and people had a completely opposite reaction. Oh, he's such mm -hmm. a crybaby and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So you're going to have those mixed emotions yeah. when it comes mm -hmm. to something like that. Well, and it's it's a driver too, right? I mean... Right. And that's yeah. exactly it. It's like, it depends on who's doing it. But in this guy's <laughs> instance, like, I understand your frustration, but at the same time... Hey, you like, told me to park it. You didn't say where I had to park it. You know? yeah, so that, I, would, I would love to hear Radioactive this week and to hear if they say what... And yeah, well, I mean, obviously you have more common sense, but you said park it, so I'm going to park well, it. Yeah. And, and and for a low budget team, that's like you said, you're trying to make it week to week, and now you got yourself you're 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 trying to make it yourself on a week to week basis with a low budget team, and you put yourself in a situation now you're suspended for a race, you know, like kind of, you know, what I mean, like it, be a little bit smarter. Like, what's more important here, and, sending and a message of that sort, or is it? getting your ass to the track next week and trying well, to compete not only like, that i mean it's like just look to your sponsors too you well, know here's your sponsor i mean you know well they did get a lot of air time. More involved yeah there's a lot <laughs> more involved, track you know go run it up to the officials get in their face and be like what the hell mm -hmm. and you know and have that conversation but you know now i mean of course now he made a made a name for himself yeah mm -hmm. at the same time there's already like, t-shirts made i mean it's already you guys on a, we got a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he uh he was on door bumper clear uh today or yeah yesterday excuse me or yeah today whatever it was and uh he was wearing a uh can't park here t-shirt so I'm like you're just <laughs> taking it and run with it buddy I guess I mean but I mean and that's why I wanted to differentiate the in race penalty that caused the later yeah. mm -hmm. and then obviously NASCAR comes out and obviously he put him in a you know, spot to say, Hey, you can't just, 
make us look like fools and give us the peace sign and whatnot. And uh, you and know, that's and, what he did because yeah. NASCAR is being a bunch of fools. Like and then you know he he pulling. when he gets to pit road after walking from the track, he's, he says, "Go ahead and find me. I can't pay it anyway." And then Denny Hamlin tweets, "I'll pay your fine." Oh, like man. the whole thing. Like, and I, I, it's kind of weird that they didn't. There was no monetary fine there. They yeah. just said one race suspension. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, I, they are that low budget team. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah. let's go with the wheel and wreck somebody on right. purpose. But yeah. Well, and that was almost my green flag, black flag. Like can NASCAR on George topic, the, the, the decision-making that NASCAR has made this year. Okay. Yeah. He let go of the wheel. It was it probably wrong. Absolutely. But you didn't do anything during the race or post race. You waited till a podcast on Monday. He admitted to it. And then you find it like, yeah. mm. right. Anyway, they're out their own way. Yeah. yeah, they can't. They can't be uh, personalities anymore, like the Earnhardts and the Tony Stewarts. Like, can you imagine the fines that those two would get for what they said? <laughs> oh God, man. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, in his car writing a check. It'd be like, here's a blank. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. walk around with a wad of blank checks. Here you go. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, oh man. I mean, I love to see that kind of emotion and stuff. Uh, yeah. What, like George said, where you think it's right or wrong, but the rule book, man, it's just all over the place and it's yeah. not consistent, I feel like. And I mean, Kyle Bush did it, and we can go back to the episode where, you know, right after that race that we aired, and, you know, he almost hit somebody going to the garage, almost runs over the cone and the person standing there. And then so the next time he parks it on pit road. And says, "Oh, I, I can't turn it or whatever." Yeah. Which, how do you, I mean? How do you decide that anyway? Is he lying? Is he telling the truth? And he doesn't get a one race suspension. So I'm like, it's just all. It's literally whatever NASCAR wants to do on that given Sunday or Saturday. And that's yeah. really it. And that's that's the thing is you're at their will, and it's like, man, this could be like basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. It's just wishy-washy yeah. shit all the time and yeah, it's I'd be, like man, it's i'd be sun. interested to know because i think robert davy had said something earlier in the podcast on the comments and scott Brimcamp had said something about jim i wonder what jim would like what his opinion would be on how he would handle a situation like that where somebody it's gets black flagged and and they just park their car right at start <laughs> finish line right where the all right at the uh gutter right there mm -hmm. i wonder oh what his reaction and uh i don't think you'd uh, see his reaction you'd Henry. probably see scott bremkamp doing 500 mile an hour on that freaking four wheeler <laughs> Get this piece of here. yeah I, uh, that would that'd, be, it. that'd be interesting i don't know i it's just one of those things like i said if i had a rule it was probably a a thumbs down for josh williams doing that i enjoyed watching it but you know as a as a because that just took to Jake's point and my point, I guess the the 12 cautions that you did have, that race was more cautions than it was green flag. So that was another five, 10 minutes that the tow truck had to come out there, tow a non-wrecked car that was perfectly capable of finishing the race. So mm -hmm. I don't think Jim Norhagen would be uh, very excited about that. I don't think so. To all you uh, CNS drivers, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Try it. No, Paul Hiller. A, I don't want to be black flagged ever. Uh, first and foremost and b if i ever did i don't think i would still try something like that uh so yeah if somebody else wants to try it i'll uh i'll ask you on monday how the conversation you'll be is yeah you'll be the special okay. guest on the podcast yeah. if you do that tuesday night that next coming weekend <laughs> yeah so, love it 
All right, Jordan, uh, we got one more segment, but uh, I know you have some uh, big news for uh, AAA here. Yeah, so uh, this this weekend um, down at the Denver Home Show, uh, my number 13 AAA service plumbing, heating, and electric vehicle 13S. will be down there. 13S, I know. I got to get used to that. Uh, it'll be down there at the Home Show. Uh, go check it out. Go down there. We're going to plan on going down. Well, I'll be down there pretty much all day Saturday signing autographs, um, you know, Some talking babies. to people and whatnot. But, you know, go down to the home show. Go check out the race car. Uh, check out the new wrap and whatnot on it. Come talk to us. Come bullshit. Say hi, whatever. Uh, it'll be a good family fun event. It's, it's just going to be a lot of vendors there. And it's always pretty cool. I've been to it once before. And it was it was pretty fun. So, um, yeah. So, come check it out. And you know, come on down, say hi. So be down there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It starts, I think, at 10. It goes till 8 on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, it's 10 to 6. So definitely come on down. Absolutely. So with that, run it. All right. Is your toilet always backing up? Got a faucet that's leaking all the time? Call the plumbing pros at AAA Service today to get $50 off any plumbing repair. Scheduling is always easy at AAAToday.com. I, uh, I have to say uh, the plumbing uh, part of that. So before Beer Olympics this last Saturday, okay. uh, we were at uh, Bacon Social House on uh, very, very South Broadway. Please, delicious. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. So we we got, you know, a nice full belly before we just got, what are you guys saying, foozled or whatever? Uh, fusel. Yeah, definitely got fusled. Uh Only one person blew a motor and it wasn't me. But uh, <laughs> that's good. But yeah, before that, we were at Bacon House Social, and it kind of reminded me that we might need to call AAA because they had two bathrooms in the joint, and it's very small if you've ever been there. And yeah, Jake's doing the face. We were actually right next to the to the restrooms, but I mean, it wasn't you know it wasn't overbearing, nothing bad. But uh, I will say uh, there was a long line of because there's 200 people in that joint, and there's two bathrooms. They're unisex, so everybody's sharing everything. And a bunch of uh, Mike Land and I's friends stand up and the way you have to get to those bathrooms is around the corner. And I had just tr tried to go and there's a long line. So one of our buddies stands up and he's like, you know, headed to the bathroom. I said, shitter's full, Clark. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it made sense. So AAA might need to go help out our friends at Bacon Social House. Add <laughs> a few uh, stalls or two. Yes, yes. They could definitely use them. Yeah. <laughs> but great food if you're ever uh, in the area. That place is bomb. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that brings us uh, to our last uh, segment, if you will, of the night uh, preview to next week. I'm super, super excited about this one. Obviously, we've been kind of hyping this one up a little bit. Um, told you if, if anything else, uh, you don't have to listen to the first hour and two minutes of the show tonight, but make sure you stay tuned for this part. Uh, so it's about 90 percent confirmed. Uh, this person will be on the show next Tuesday, uh, the 28th. Uh, and we're super excited about it. I, there's one more confirmation just because this person races just about every, every night on the West coast. Um, but anyways, we're very excited that, uh, Mr. Tanner Holmes is going to be on the scrubbing tires podcast next week. Uh, most of you may know him. If you don't, um, he is an outlaw cart driver. He's a sprint car driver. And I guess you could call him a midget driver, too. He was uh, entered in one of the uh, Casey Boat Industries uh, midgets at the Chili Bowl this year. I think he made it all the way to the C-Main 
his first ever Chili Bowl. Uh, young kid, great kid. And uh, um, Jordan and I um, have in, thoroughly enjoyed his YouTube channel. He, he mm -hmm. videos just about everything you could, does a great mm -hmm. job with that, whether it's his car, the track, everything. Um, super excited to have him um, on the show. He's been racing since he was yay big and uh, he's killing it. He really is. He's, mm -hmm. he's doing well for himself and he uh, gladly accepted to uh, come on here. He was on a podcast few weeks ago and uh he was he was really good on there so um yes you are correct mark Bremkamp, his sister uh she's i think she's kind of on the border with sprint sprint cars but she definitely races outlaw carts as well um so yeah he's kind of a racing family if you will um from oregon so uh very very excited to have mr holmes on here uh next week so be sure to tune in that uh to that one tell your friends uh get to learn more about tanner i'm looking forward to to getting to know him uh more and uh so that's that's kind of the wrap on tonight and uh looking forward to next week and i don't know i feel like we cut it short boys uh what do you guys got what do you guys got going on this weekend obviously the the home and garden show or is it or the home show i should say jake what do you got same thing uh yeah i'll probably help out saturday as much as i can i can't friday uh you know that old good four letter word work you know oh but, damn. Uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, still trying to finish up my car. Got uh... FedEx, man. I hate FedEx. They are just <laughs> the worst. D damn you, Danny Hamlin. Yeah, exactly. God damn it, Danny Hamlin. You suck. <laughs> it's probably your fault. All them freaking fines that you have to probably. pay. Probably FedEx is, you know, budget just went up just because of it. But no, no. I got to pay for that. Yeah, no, I had a part. It ended up being in Denver. We went out Saturday. Uh, quick story after I say this uh, about Saturday, but got tires, went to Henderson FedEx facility to try and find this box that we have with this part. And oh, nobody is there to answer. Called them for about an hour. Nobody answered. And so I called them yesterday and oh, we don't know where it's at, blah, blah, blah. But we could see that it came through our facility. We got the picture of the box and looked at the tracking this morning and it's in Ocala, Florida when it was here in Denver Saturday. Damn. Yeah. So now it's on its way back to Denver because some stupid idiot uh, put it in a freighter to Ocala, Florida. So yeah, that was fun. But yeah, as soon as you get that part, uh, cars getting real close to being done. Got the rear end done and new fuel lines and motors almost done. Get the body on it this weekend. So it's it's real close so getting excited about it but a uh, quick little story it's kind of funny mr paul himmler is on the podcast right now witnessed this firsthand so got up to the track early uh saturday paul was actually already there set up ready to go tires are already in the truck all he had to do was pay and john wasn't there yet so you know i just thought we were waiting and so we brought some you know outlaw beers up to the track to not only give to john Woodard, but jim was there so we talked to him and gave him some free beer which he was like super you know uh happy about he was very uh surprised that we gave him some free beer free beer, but, free uh, beer. yeah you got it you got a brown nose a little bit right um but uh john shows up and i mean he just lit us up because we had the door open because jim told us hey go ahead go start getting your tires so when john's here all you gotta do is pay so you know we just did what headman said so we started getting our tires out and you know, all sitting right and waiting to 
pay and he brought over some beer for John. We brought some beer for John. So there's like three cases of beer sitting there Damn. with John, right? <clears throat> he comes up, F and this, F and that. I'm tired of you F and drivers. I said, no, what the F, this, F, that. I mean, it wasn't even a half second when he went around us into the tire shit and sees three cases of beer sitting there. Tune totally changed. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, man, forget what I just said. You guys are the best. You can bring me all the free beer you want. Go ahead and grab whatever tire you want. Oh, God. It was so funny. Just like Good old John Widar. Good old mm -hmm. John Widar. Gotta love him. Funny how beer him. can change a man's mind. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I apologize it wasn't warm yet. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, Paul gave him some warm beer or not, but uh, he definitely had plenty of beer to... Uh, forgive us so that was pretty funny hey they just let it bake in the sun for a couple hours it'll be all right yeah exactly just put that out in the back of the back of the shed and let it warm up right <laughs> well uh yeah uh as we saw in the comments there too obviously uh the, the more weeks we go by the closer practices for everybody and uh yeah it's insane that it's already here it felt like my off season was just like you know, with yeah. everything I had it going on, but quick. yeah, it did. It always does. I mean, mm -hmm. depending on how, how much it's, or how little of work you got, but what's like your wedding, you're like, man, it's so far away. It's like oh, never going to come. And it's like, it comes and it's gone. And you're like, did it even happen? Yeah. So, it yeah, felt, it felt like, like it was an hour. Yeah. It felt like that's why the sauce season has gone so far. It's like, it's never coming. And all of a sudden, boom, it's March. And it's like, yes, we're around the corner, baby. Yep. Yep. I'm going to go get the old trailer and, this weekend and get that all ready to go and see what we can see what we can do here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. Um, George, you got anything before we sign off for tonight? Not for tonight. Just any um, more birthday shots tonight? I would say what, thanks to everybody that wished me a happy birthday today on Facebook and everything. I truly appreciate it. And on the Cheers show, um, yeah, it was a good day. Just uh, like you guys said, just, we're getting we're inching closer and closer. I mean. Uh, we'll definitely have more uh, things to talk about locally once that starts and whatnot. And, and I'm really looking forward to the um, season kicking off and getting practice in. I mean, we're we're extremely excited about this this season and um, just seeing what happens with all the changes and stuff that we've made and whatnot over the off season to our cars and everything, and see how it. See if we go faster. I mean, that's the only thing is you you work 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 and trying to see if you can get better and and see if there's little little things you can do to make the car get yeah get faster. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, good luck to everybody that's going to be out of town in Kern County this yep. weekend. Yep, and safe travels uh, too. Yep, definitely be watching this weekend. Um, what else is? Uh, I think that's I think that's really the only one. Yeah. Well, Brian Sanders, good luck to you uh, this yes, weekend sir. as well. Make driver sure, coaching uh, yeah make sure everybody's there. out there being safe yep and then Give we'll us, uh is that a televised on uh should be mav mav okay right mav mav well, tv sure brian, brian sanders chime in. yeah gotta chime in let us know definitely but other than that yeah we're we're off i think we're we're good thanks for yeah. everybody for tuning in yeah thanks for watching Look forward to uh, there you go. Oh, Mr. Tanner oh, Holmes. Go. Even better. It's on flow. Perfect. I'm gonna have to put uh, two TVs in the garage. Yeah. One on low budget TV and one on flow. <laughs> so, but tune in next week. Come join us. And uh, till then, keep scrubbing, right? <laughs>
Yes, keep scrubbing those Tyler Tylers. Jeez, the Tyler. Tyler's. This guy, Tyler's. this guy hasn't even had anything to drink. Today. I have not. I trust me, I had enough this weekend to last till May. So we're good. Go. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good week. Good luck to all the Kern <laughs> County drivers and uh, safe travels till next week. Holla! Cheers. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrubbin' Tires Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrubbin' Tires Podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.